0: So just give us a couple seconds here. We've got a little intro song. Uh, It's probably way before your time because... We're, I'm old. I'm the oldest one here. Um, but back back when I was a kid, there was the this show on TV Semen. that was no. called This Week in Baseball. You waited until the newspaper to was, find out all the stats, or you waited really a week to find out anything March that shows, happened. It was moderated. It was just, it was just, morning. Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings were just like the highlight clips. So basically, of, I mean, sports web center. gems before oh, web oh. gems existed, basically. Long story right. short, but that, uh, our theme song is uh, based on that. So it's sort of just youthful, youthful thing for, for Matt and I on that. But, all right. So we'll get going. <laughs> All right. Welcome to This Week in Fast Pitch, the podcast that keeps you up to date on the latest news, insights, and analysis from the world of fast pitch softball. Powered by 643, we bring you the stories behind the scores, the personalities behind the players, and the strategies behind the game. Whether you're a fan, a coach, or a player, we've got you covered with expert analysis and insider information. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a deep dive into the world of fast-pitch softball. This is This Week in Fast Pitch, powered by 643, with your hosts, Jimmy Thomas and Kevin Bednowski. All right. We are here for a super special edition of This Week in Fast Pitch. As always, I am surrounded by talent the giant teddy bear himself coach Jimmy Thomas that was kind of nice I know right the giant teddy bear I was kind
1: of including myself in that
0: and the man behind the glass co-founder 643 Mr. Matt Cook good to be here as always awesome we have an unbelievable guest today that we're going to talk about a whole host of things she is Ms. Fast Pitch Softball um, and home run queen yeah we are we are so excited to welcome uh, you know just an unbelievable talent an unbelievable person, and an unbelievable ambassador to the game. And with that, her walk-up music, Ms. Jocelyn Aloe. Hey.
2: (laughs) Where'd the walk-up song come from?
3: It's, um... It's really from the islands. I feel like a lot of people play it as their walk up songs, more like football players and stuff or highlight videos. But my dad played it a lot. just growing up and whatever, so I've always heard the song, but then, like, when I got to college and started having to think about walk-ups or whatever, I was like, ooh, that'd be a really good walk-up song, and, like, when the beat drops and stuff, that's when I, like, walk up and I'm getting in the box and stuff, you know? seems like it fits your
2: personality, you know, who you are.
3: Oh, 100%. But the funny thing is, we never had walk-up songs at OU, so it was for nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
3: I had all this thought.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Why, we, no, um, why no walk-up songs, coach? At
3: school, Coach Coach Gasso was like, "All right, you guys have to earn the walk-up songs," and it was like a thing going on, like ten or fifteen years straight. That it was like everyone had to get um, no no Fs or Ds, and it had to be above three and everyone on the team had to do that. And we just could not do it. And she was like, don't worry, it's been going on for like 20-plus years. No one's gotten walk-up songs. And I'm like, okay, sounds wow. good. So all the Lauren Chamberlains, the Kalanis, they never had walk-up songs either.
1: Wow. Yeah, the earning it is
2: really tough at Oklahoma, huh? <laughs> yes. So do they play them when you play away, when you're on the road or at the World Series?
3: No, we never like ever had walk-up songs. The only time we did was if it was um, if it was senior day, and they'd only play it for like the seniors, you know. So everyone else didn't get a song. Love Just it. the seniors.
0: Nice, very good. Are you a uh, game day headset music wearer, You know, music in the ears on game day kind of person.
3: Um, like on no, the bu- on the bus really. on the
0: bus, or you know, leading up
3: on the bus. Yes. Um, But for, like, warming up and stuff, no. Like, just kind of, I'll listen to whatever they're playing on the speakers or whatever and just kind of lock in more um, mentally by myself versus, like, having something on my, I don't know. I can't warm up. Like, I can't hit with headphones on. I don't know how girls do it.
0: (laughs) It's hard to hit bombs with headphones. Yeah, I can imagine. It is. It is. So you you sort of... you you talked about your dad and and playing that song and playing music. Talk talk a little bit about the relationship between you and your dad and growing up in softball and, you know, the the importance of the impact that that he may have had on your, not just your career and your softball career, but your life and where Mm -hmm. you are now and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah. uh, To be completely honest, my dad is my best friend and he knows me like the back of my hand. I know him like the back of my hand and, I would say we bounce off of each other really well as far as like, um, personalities go. Um, but he has been a very, very influential person in my life just because he's always been a hustler, um, ever, like even before he had had kids and stuff, he would just be like, yeah, I was selling this. Um, I was working FedEx. I was trying to do all these run around. So he was just a hustler. He always had that hustler mentality and, um, when it came time to travel ball, <clears throat> and I started getting super good, he was like, "All right, like let's go to the mainland. Let's see like how you um, play up against these girls." And I ended up like being neck and neck with all of the girls. And he said, "All right, like we're gonna really commit to this." So um, it was my seventh or eighth grade year where he had saved up ten thousand dollars. And we went to California, I was a Batbuster, well I was Team Mizuno first, <clears throat> and then we transferred over to Batbusters. but I was there the whole summer, and I was training every single day, so we'd rent an apartment uh, literally right on Catella yeah. Avenue, and it was two miles away from our um, training facility. and. We would pay the rent for the two months, we would have no furniture in there, and literally like air mattresses, folding chairs, and like a couple pans and stuff, and like the bare minimum of what we had. And we were grinding every day. Uh, So we would land in Northern California, and we'd drive down with my grandparents' car to SoCal, and that was my life every summer. And he continued to save up 10, 15 K every summer, you know, and now my sisters are doing the same thing. And he had to save up a little bit more just because I started having my younger sister come with me, but we had actually just dropped her off at um, Portland state. But yeah, that was kind of my journey and I wouldn't do it any other way. And with any other person, Um, my dad has been there literally every step of
0: the way that's
1: yeah. incredible that's so sweet that i think awesome. i need to sell my world's best dad mug though not <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <'cause laughs> i'm not sure i, not sure I really you qualify call, you qualify anymore no the bar i'm has, sure has raised. you guys
2: qualify <laughs> but, but i think that story really resonates with especially the three of us but everybody else that comes in and out of six four three because when you come in in an evening that's what you see you see a dad and his daughter you see mm-hmm. a mom and her daughter um mm-hmm. And the, the and it's brought us so deep into the sport, right? It's the relationship with our daughters that has made us so fall in love with the game, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's why right. we're here. So that that really resonates with a lot of people, and that's that's a very cool. Yeah, story. I think the, I
1: think the parents do get just as much, and sometimes more, enjoyment out of
2: out of this yeah. sport as yeah. their yeah. kids do. Yeah. Yeah. And you wear seventy eight oh, because of your dad, right?
3: Yes, um, it's been a family number. So he had worn seventy eight because of his. Um, uncle, I believe it was his mom's brother. And then he had ended up passing away. So like the 78 is like engraved on his gravestone. I've never met Mm. the guy. But like, my dad knew him. 78. It was just pretty much a no brainer that I was going to be it. Yeah. And I there was no other 78 at Oklahoma. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be just 178 at Oklahoma. That's cool. I don't think think Coach Gasso will let anyone use the number. Yeah, I think
0: that's pretty safe. I wouldn't. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I know you're following it, but because we're talking about sort of this transition and now Oklahoma and all that kind of stuff. So today is National Signing Day. Um, for, oh, God. for hundreds. I, and, I
3: remember that. Yeah.
0: I'm going to ask you about it um, for hundreds and hundreds of athletes. And I had a, a ceremony that I was at this morning for someone and I'm going after school today for some others. And, you know, around the country, there's this sort of excitement and, and right. you know, um, can you talk a little bit about your memories of that day and, and sort of what it meant yes, to you and where I, it sort of started the journey for you?
3: Yes, I remember it a lot. So it was early morning, I think I had to get up at like 545 or something. And um, then I was headed over to the place. And literally all my classmates were there. They were all there. And um, as soon as I put that pen to paper, I was like, man, the real work starts now. And I had gone in, we were taking all the pictures, you know, it was super fun. I was actually sitting next to my pitcher who had went to UH UH Hilo. Her name was Danny Cervantes. We played high school together. And then I was sitting next to my baseball pitcher that I used to catch. So he went to the same high school as me, but we played baseball growing up. And, dude, man, would throw. he would throw like 90 in the dirt. And I'd be over <laughs> there blocking it. And I'm like, can can you get it up now? Can you get it up
0: now?
3: And um, he was signing to Oregon. And it was just wow. so cool. Just I remember putting pen to paper and, like, literally waiting for that moment my whole life you know and i didn't know that i was going to end up at oklahoma when i had did um but i would not have my journey any other way and just one little tidbit for the girls that are signing today or anyone that is signing today um the real work starts now and you are now a part of the program that you're signing to and if you want to exceed at this level that you want to go you have to really, really put in the work because all your accolades you had from high school, all your accolades you had from travel ball, that doesn't mean anything when you get to college. You know what I mean? It's a fresh state. All the girls are fighting for a spot, and it's are you going to sink or are you going to swim? You know. So the real work starts now.
2: That's That's great great. advice coming from Jocelyn Allo because I'm sure coming in as a freshman – you know, probably a lot of the athletes thought you were going to be just fine coming yeah. on in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to yeah. work. Doesn't it matter who it you was pretty, it pretty nerve-wracking,
3: loose. too. I remember, like, coming in that first day, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then I had kind of seen all the other girls hitting off of the tees, and I was like, oh, I'm going to start.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is the story true that you were offered a camp in the seventh grade at, like, BYU?
3: Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I know you can't
2: do that now, but no. that's wild.
3: I know. Uh, It was crazy, like, my recruiting process, and then I also got to watch, like, my sister's recruiting process. I'm, I'm watching my younger sister's recruiting process, and it's, I think it's so much better that the rules change just because, so my story, when I committed, I was 14. I did not know, like, what I wanted out of, life or what I wanted out of school. Was that to
2: Oklahoma or was that to?
3: No, it was to Cal Berkeley. Okay, Okay. It was a completely different school. Yeah, And um, I would say a lot of that, a lot of what went behind that decision was just my parents' influence. It was a quick flight to home, Mm -hmm. five hours, you know, my grandparents, my mom's from the Bay Area actually. And it was like 17 minutes from my grandparents' house. So it was like a no-brainer to go there, and then I got to like my uh, junior summer, kind of going into my senior year, <clears throat> and I was just like, "Man, I don't, I don't really know." And it was a couple months before signing. Um, what what month is it? November? Mm-hmm. I would say it was like August, September of seventeen, where I was like, "I'm not really feeling where I'm not really feeling Cal," and. I was talking to my parents about it, and I had made the decision to decommit. And when I decommitted, it's like two months before signing. So it's like wow. I'm really taking that risk, you know. And um, I ended up calling my travel ball coach, and he had made a couple calls. And my first call was actually Auburn. And it was it was a cool call, you know, but it wasn't, wasn't really what – we just didn't resonate, you know. And then Oklahoma was my next call, and I was like, oh. You know, they had just come off of winning in 16. And for me, what I wanted out of college that I knew when I was 18 was I wanted to win a national championship and I wanted to go where I could get my degree for free. And I had gotten way more than that out of Oklahoma, (laughs) which is great. Um, But yeah, so I had taking a visit to Oklahoma it was September 23rd it was on my birthday my 18th birthday that I committed and coach Gasol made me get up in front of the whole team and was like hey do you have something you want to tell us and I was like I'm gonna be a sooner oh wow and Hmm. just was that your first going crazy
1: was that your first visit there
3: yes on my 18th birthday yep I had gone I'd gone with my dad obviously and then for my official visit I went um with my mom so she got to see a little bit of Oklahoma too
0: nice right that's very cool so what was it like for four years playing for coach Gasso?
3: five years five yes
0: five yeah you're right yeah
3: man she she just knows how to pull the best out of girls and she has your she holds the girls to a really really high standard and i think that's why you continue to see oklahoma winning you know and it's because they never settle and they always want more and there's always more to there's always more to learn there's always more to um be taught you know what i mean and coach gasso she says when you when girls come in they come in as girls and they leave as women and that is 100% true with everything she says like she teaches you guys she teaches us how to become women and how to become business women through softball and I think that it's such a cool skill that she has because not a lot of people can do that but I think the big thing that pulls the girls to Oklahoma is that she cares for them as people before she cares for them as players so she was always like literally checking up on us like hey Josh you're doing good um and she'd make it a point to like have lunch with everyone to or dinner or just invite them over to the house, really making them feel um just very welcomed, you know, and very heard, very seen. And you can tell like the girls the alumni now, the relationship that they have with the with Coach Gasso and just the coaching staff, it's so far beyond softball, and I'm just really, really grateful for um, Coach Gasso and Oklahoma softball, and I feel like I say this all the time, but, like, I truly, truly am, and they have, um, they've just made me step up my game in so much more aspects, like, and not just softball, it's, they made me step up in life, they make me want to be better at everything, and, like, I see them doing something good, I'm like, all right, like, what's that for me, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, um it's so welcoming. Every time I go back,
2: and that's yeah, awesome. Coach
3: Gasel is just the best. Well, I read Can a make,
2: little bit. Of, oh, sorry, Matt. It ahead. seems like she's she asks you guys to step out of your comfort zone, I guess. And and because mm-hmm. of who she is, I mean, that's okay. You guys have the respect. You'll do anything that she asks. But if I'm not mistaken, I read a little bit. You were you caught in high school, but you were a DP in travel ball, right? You were known as just a kind of a big hitter and then
3: 100
2: yeah and then you went to Oklahoma and she asked you to play a little outfield right
3: yep she did and lo and behold I think outfield was my calling for wow. sure but um but I'm sure yeah, a lot she, of high
2: high level recruits come in and say hey this is my position this is what I'm going to do here and Patty Gasso has that you know that level of respect where she's like hey Jocelyn Allo you're gonna play a little outfield and you're like yeah, you got it. Yeah, you know you what know, I mean? Girls,
3: girls do have that when they come in. They're like, oh, you know, like I'm a shortstop and I'm only a shortstop. And then they don't find themselves playing anywhere else but shortstop. And that just kind of limits your playing time. You know what I mean? So I went up to Coach Gasso and I said, wherever you need me to play, wherever, whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do it. All right? And um, then I had gone to our hitting coach, JT, and I said, look um, – I want to be the best. And I feel like I could do some really, really great things. And your swing is my swing. And how can, how can we make this work? How can you, um, how can you make me better? And we have a really, really great relationship. Me and JT, we still text all the time and stuff. He's a really, really cool dude. Um, but he helped me just propel my game and kind of like how I thought of myself when I got to college, like, I had all the working pieces. I knew my foundation, but so I thought of myself as like, and this is kind of really stupid, but I thought of myself as like a Lambo and like, you already got the Lambo, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's like JT coming in, like, how can he make that Lambo better? You know, put some tint, put some sounds in it, something like that. You know, and
2: he has completely,
3: (laughs) completely changed my swing for the good. And I think now that I'm in my professional career, you know, we still talk and stuff, but now I'm in that phase, like, how can I just continue to up and up my game? And it's cool now on the professional side of things, just um, kind of really learning stuff for yourself, I would say. But I learn a lot from the players, and it's cool to see all the girls from different walks of softball and different college experiences and just really, like, honing in on their IQs and, like, how can I learn from these girls, too. That's There's great. some
2: huge messages right there, right? Yeah. One, when you're going to a school, go to a place where you can communicate and feel comfortable with your coaches, where you can go and have conversations like you just spoke about with your hitting coach or your head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, well
1: and and yeah. what's what's fascinating to me is the decision that was made before that in 2017 to trust her intuition to not go to right. a place you'd already committed to right? right like trust your trust your instincts trust yourself and make decisions for you. And that, I mean, that's, and, I mean, imagine if you don't make that decision, maybe you're still the home run queen. I don't know if you go to a different right. place, but you don't get with Gasso, So you don't get with JT, right? You don't have those experiences. So I don't yeah, know, so I think that's a pretty big move
2: too, right? It's like, you know, I, I know I'm great. I got a scholarship to go play at Oklahoma, the best program in the country, but I'm still asking for their coaches to make me better yeah, to mold yeah. me into something different.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, and, that's a great message. You, yeah. You mentioned one thing when you were talking about coach Gasso, and, and, and during you know, sort of your five years there and said, you know, it wasn't just about the on-field stuff. It was about preparing you for life after right? And, and the business mm-hmm. side, at what point during your softball career at Oklahoma, did you know that you wanted to make softball your professional life, not just playing, but your business, right? Your brand, your business. And how, what was that evolution? Cause we want to start talking about the heavy hitters and, and the tour that you're on right. and you're coming to see us next weekend, which we're so excited about, but you know, where were you in that process when you started to think, oh, wait a minute, softball's g- going to be part of who I am for more than just this playing, playing time.
3: Um, I have always had an enact for teaching the game. And just because I feel like the internet has taken such a toll on this generation of players that they're not utilizing it to the best of their ability. And I try to like tell these girls at the camps, I'm like, look, I know you spend all day on your phone because I spend all day on my phone. (laughs) And one thing you can do instead of taking an hour to learn a TikTok dance is you can watch a softball game and you can learn the IQs and you can watch how they're setting up. What do you think this pitcher's thinking right now? What's the hitter thinking right now? Um, What's the situation like? What do you think this team is trying to do? You know, how is this other team trying to counter it? And there's so much little questions that the girls don't ask. And I feel like that's kind of the part that they're missing is – they can watch the game all they want, but are they actually taking in information as they're watching it or are they just blindly watching it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but as far as, uh, my professional career and, um, this heavy hitters tour, um, I'm super, super excited for it just because I had known that I always had an enact for teaching and I feel like this is the best way to do so. Um, as far as trying to get my, point of view of softball out to the next generation and I I know that professional softball is definitely not where it needs to be but I know that it's trending and it might not get to where I know that it can be while I'm still playing but how can I make it the best for the future girls and how can I just instill the knowledge of the game into these girls um Because at the end of the day, they're the next ones that are going to be playing, you know. They're going to be the ones at the World Series. They're going to be the ones um, playing professionally. They're going to be, like, hopefully the next MOB, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And how can I just instill all that power, all that confidence, all that knowledge into these girls? And I feel like this tour is the best way to do that because I'm hitting, like, all parts of the United States and um, really seeing, like, different athletes of girls, seeing uh, girls from all different walks of life. And we all just come together through softball, and it's so cool, you know. And that's just – I feel like I really started to recognize that softball was going to be my professional career when I probably was, was a junior maybe. And that's kind of really when I started seeing, like, the older classes go like the Kaylee Cliftons, the Sydney Romeros, um, the Shayna Inns. I've kind of had seen all of the, the Paige Parkers, Paige Lowry's, all of those girls watching them actually do it. Cause when I came in my freshman year, I didn't know professional mm. softball was yeah. a thing, you know, and, uh, to actually see those girls go on and do it and be successful, um, was something that I definitely looked forward to and just, with the career that I had it was pretty much a no-brainer that I was going to go play professional and I still love the game for what it is and I want to play it as long as I can you know
1: as well you should (laughs) yeah as well you should and and so after that and I I had another question about heavy hitters but just uh, since you left off there let's say there is a period of time where the playing days end do you see yourself coaching Mm -hmm. do you see yourself sort of uh, behind a desk like what's what what comes after that
3: I could definitely see myself coaching. Um, What I had kind of looked at it as is I just want to play as long as I can right now because I can always fall back on coaching later. And uh, right now, I'm just kind of um, still trying to learn, still trying to see, like, how I want to take on my professional career and, like, if there's other avenues, you know. Um, I'm thinking about uh, playing overseas, possibly, so... There's always that option, but um, yeah, I really just want to enjoy softball for what it is now, but I could definitely see myself coaching later.
1: Well, like you said, with heavy hitters, Maybe you, winning
3: a natty, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you, it seems as though with heavy, heavy hitters, you get to touch a lot of, a lot of people, right. You're traveling around. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be fun. You know, you're, you're seeing and meeting a lot of people and really yeah. having a pretty significant impact on the game versus not just coaching, but coaching one team. And, you know, those girls on that team, you're really sort of spreading your knowledge around, which, which right. I think will really kind of
2: help, help yeah. propel the game, which is great. Yeah. And sticking to, yeah, to I like heavy. To oh, do... Go ahead.
3: Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just rambling on.
2: (laughs) I was just going to say, sticking to the heavy hitters topic, you know, if I'm an athlete on the fence, you know, kind of describe to me what the camp experience is like and and what it might look like if I did come.
3: Right. So um, I like to do like three hours plus because I feel like hitting is such a complex that you have to teach almost right along with defense and kind of like the little parts of the game. But I feel like hitting is so complex that I kind of need a lot of time to do it. So um, I will warm the girls up first and kind of just, you know, get them going. They're all a little bit nervous when I come out. But like, I tell them all the time. I'm like, look, girls, I am a normal person too. You guys go to Ulta, I go to Ulta too. You go to Target, I go to Target too. You go to Chick-fil-A, I go to Chick-fil-A too. Um, but I just kind of reiterate, reiterate to them, like, look, we're here to work. I don't want you guys to be nervous here. Like, let's get it going, you know, let's really lock in. Um, so I'm gonna warm the girls up first. Let's kind of get them moving. And then I'll take them through my hitting warm up that I go through. And I just kind of explain, like, kind of what I really want them to be feeling. And I tell them all the time, like, I wouldn't tell you to do something that I don't do myself. So... I'm not just going to give you these drills and me not do them myself. Um, I work these drills day in and day out. You know what I mean? And then um, we'll go through a series of different stations. So you're doing a different drill at every station. Again, all these drills I do, all these drills I do myself. And I like to run a station myself just because, one, um, the girls are a little bit more engaged when, you, when they come through the station, I think, and I try to get to at least – every single girl, which I do get to every single girl, um, and just try to give them a little bit of tidbits here and there. And then uh, I like to rotate twice through just because, like, you got to get your hitting reps in, you know. Um, And then after that, I like to play a little bit of a game, a little game called Queen of the Cage. So basically, like, it's just front toss, just easy front toss, but I tell the girls all the time, You get one swing, all right, which means you have to really key in on if it's a ball or strike, if you like the pitch or not, so really trying to take them through the mental side of the game while still having fun. And then um, I'm the judge, you know, so if you're out, (laughs) you're out, and I am a hard judge, but (laughs) I'm a realistic judge too. You know what I mean? So um, we'll play the game, and then I'll be like, all right, girls, the work is over who wants to see me drop some bombs, Uh, (laughs) drop some bombs for them. And then, um, I think the most important part of the camp part is the Q and a, and, um, I don't like to put a time limit on Q and a because I will open it up to the parents as well. And the players, again, I'm a good advocate for my dad. So I feel like I can speak for him. So as far as like recruiting process goes, um, what it is to be a parent of a girl who's going through travel ball. And um, just for the girls, like, what can they look forward to? What's a normal day at college like? Like, really giving them the ins and outs of college softball and just telling them, like, look, it is not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy at all, but the reward is the reward is so much greater than the process of going through it, you know, and you kind of forget about all the days you had to run three miles in the morning or something when you have that national champion, when you're holding up that national championship trophy, you know, there's no better feeling. And once you get a taste of winning, at least from my perspective, you just want more. And, um, it's really like, all right, you win one, you dial back, you celebrate all of that. And then it's like work starts the next day. You know what I mean? It's the journey to that next national championship. And um, back to the Q&A stuff of th- side of things, I just like to really have the girls just, look, I'm an open book. I have nothing to hide from you. Um, if you want advice on literally anything in the book, please, please ask because you don't get opportunities like this every right. day where someone like this just rolls into town, you know? And some girls get scared to ask questions. And I'm like, God, you, you get, you were scared in the moment. And then you think of the question, you had the question later, but she's gone, you know? So All just right. ask in the moment, yeah. ask in the moment.
2: Yeah. That's good advice. And one of the cool pieces too, is you guys don't just try to bring, you know, you're not the show pony that just comes in and say, Hey, here's the, here's the show. You know, you're bringing in right. really educated coaches. I know here in Northern Virginia, we're bringing in five college coaches uh, from D3 all the way up to D1, which gives the athletes an opportunity for exposure, work out with you, right. so it's a pretty cool deal. Um, but I think it's important, and me as a as a dad and someone that might pay for the event or would pay for something similar, you know, that's going to nudge me a little bit, knowing that I can come mm-hmm. and learn from you, but also have these college coaches that are going to be reinforcing sort of what your message is, you know. So you get you right. get to work, from, work, work with the home run queen, and you get to get a little – exposure at the same time. And the former home
1: run queen too, I believe. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Not,
2: not too shabby. Yeah.
1: Right. (laughs)
3: Right. So it's cool. And like, again, Lauren has a whole different experience of softball and her playing career was so much, like the time was so much different than my playing career was, you know, so it's literally all different walks of softball and you just. You don't get an opportunity like that every day. So I tell the girls, like, I don't care how much questions you ask, you ask it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good They're, stuff. It would be silly not to take advantage of the opportunity, right? Yeah. seems and, that way. Yes. And look, it, maybe the advice on, on that is one of the things that just holds a lot of people back, no matter what, softball or otherwise, is fear, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we remove that fear from a, what are the age, you know, we're going to have 14 year old or 13 year old There's going to be wide range of, of young women that are there. So how do we, how do you know, they've got to put the, you've got to check the fear at the door. Right. So we want to, we want to, you know, and, and just by spending the last half an hour with you, we can tell that your, your personality is going to hopefully allay a lot of that fear and you're going to make them uh, at ease as well. So we appreciate that. Yeah.
3: Lauren, Lauren's a really fun person to be around too. Like she's a jokester. So she's going to bring a lot out of the kids too which I think, like, we balance off each other well because sometimes, like, I'll be a little, like, hard-headed, like, come on, girls, like, let's go, let's yeah. go. And Lauren's like, come on, like, let's go, come on.
0: <laughs> well, you always have to have a balance. That's yeah. good. Right. So speaking of fun, what, you know, you talked about going to Alta and Target, but what, what do you do for fun? What's, what's, what's happening when, soft, when hitting cage bombs and real bombs don't, don't happen? What, what, are, what is Jocelyn Allo doing?
3: Yeah. I am a huge makeup girly. I love to do my makeup. Um, I just love all parts about being a girl. Um, I love going and getting your hair done. I love putting my makeup on. I like dressing up. I really just like to be, I'm a girly girl outside of softball. Um, I like to get my nails done, all of that. Um, besides like maintaining my looks, um, I like to be outside. I like to spend time at the beach, even though there's no beaches in Texas, but it's okay. Um, Me and my boyfriend like to spend a lot of time together, just kind of um, just going on dates and stuff. And it's cool to see his perspective, too, because he is a professional athlete as well. He played in the – he actually won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Oh, right. And – he is still in his NFL career, so it's cool to see like the differences from the NFL versus like the pro side of softball. And like he's the hugest fan of softball you'll ever meet. Now, that's awesome. and he would he'll tell you too. He was never a fan of softball, and I was like, look, I made you a fan, didn't I?
1: <laughs> I think but, we may have um, seen him drop you off some uh, Chick Fil A or something some earlier. Chick-fil-A, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, that's a but, good transition, um, being that. Softball and flag football are now coming to the 2020 oh, yeah. Olympics, right? Yeah. So I know, I know softball's I know. in and, and I know on the football side they're excited that they got flag football finally in. So um let's talk about that a little bit. What 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 happened? What what did, what was Jos Joc- Jos reaction when you saw that news come across that Man, softball's back in? It
3: was I was so excited just because I had had my first glimpse of USA, like, actually playing for USA um, in 22. That was my first tournament with them. And we were in Canada, and, man, I went off. And I was like, this is where I need to be. And playing for your country and representing your country is just – it's a different feeling, you know, when you win. And that's just kind of my one – my one last thing of accomplishment that I have to check off of my box is a gold medal for USA. And I literally, once I saw the news, I was like, gosh, it's so close. Like it's, it's going to happen and it's going to happen on our turf. And I just feel like after losing um, in Japan to Japan uh, in 2020, it's like, how can we get back there? And how can we just make it right? You know? And, um, hopefully for me to be a part of that is gonna be insane and I'll be thirty by then, so I'll hit my prime in softball. I'm still be playing. Awesome. I don't know what anyone says, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be playing. You're pick up the I phone. Have and to play.
0: Call pick up the phone and call Coach Tar and say, I'm in. I'm in, whatever it takes, I'm in.
3: I, look, they got to send me the email or yeah. something. I
0: have,
3: I have to get in. I have to win.
2: So can Let's you speak to medal. that process a little bit? Do you have any idea how that works? I mean, are there training camps for the next few years leading up to the event or do um, they just, you know? I am,
3: I am not really sure like how it works. One, just because it is so far away. Yeah. Um, so I figured they would start, At least they did this with um, the 2020 team. They would start training together as a unit probably a year, maybe a year and a half, two years out. So maybe in like four years, they're going to send us an email, something about like Olympic trials and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get one for 2020. So I don't really know how the process goes, but for a normal tryout process, you get an email saying like, hey, we've invited you to our training camp, these are the dates, um, basically let us know if you can make it or not, if you want to possibly be a part of USA, and then you say like yes to the tryout, then you go, you try out, um, and it's kind of, uh, just kind of really simple stuff, it's like you get your your primary position, your secondary, you get like a few fly balls, few ground balls, you know, all the like kind of little fundamental things. Mm. And then um, you really get into the scrimmage aspect of it. So you'll face one, at least the pitcher once. Um, At this last tryout, I believe they did it where you face the pitcher twice, each pitcher twice. So it's about maybe – 15, 17 pitchers. So, like, you get a good amount of that (laughs) Imagine the
2: collection of talent that's just uh, standing out there. It's Montana (laughs) Fouts. It's (laughs)
3: Kat Osterman. It's Monica Abbott. It's Megan Forano. It's the best of the best competing. So, it's a really, really cool experience being there. It's definitely a grind um, having to go through a tryout and stuff. But um, once the tryout is over, they'll email you the next day with the roster basically saying if you've made it or not. And um yeah, then you just kind of see if you made it. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> so, cool. so you rattled off those names. So other than when you were inner squad scrimmaging yourselves, who was the toughest pitcher that you had to face?
3: Toughest pitcher ever, hands down, Jordy Ball.
0: Okay. Wow. <sighs> wow. Hands okay. down. Okay.
3: She is she's definitely going to be on the olympic team if she wants to if she wants to keep playing by then which i definitely hope she does um but man our battles at practice were epic and just for her to be a freshman still at the time and me being a mm. super senior we called it right. um we helped each other so much and she was like, why would you swing at that? Why wouldn't you swing at Mm. that and all of that? And we'd really just be asking a lot of questions to each other. But she can throw you a drop ball coming at 75. She can spin it up at 75, and then she'll drop it down to 60 for a changeup. She's (laughs) insane.
2: That's yeah, crazy. iron sharpens iron. Yeah, no kidding. You
1: know? No kidding. She's so good. I'd yeah. love to hear those conversations back and yeah, forth. Yeah. Just be
2: sitting on a bucket
0: <laughs> and watching. Yeah, Why the, didn't you swing at that? Little dugout, a fly on the wall. Little dugout chatter afterwards, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Nice. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fantastic. So we uh, just sort of final plug for our event, right? So we're I don't know when you're flying in or not, but we're we're excited to see you on Friday night for our VIP event and then for two yes. sessions with all the the young ladies on Saturday. Uh, we've got the morning session and then the afternoon session. I believe we have a couple of spaces still available, so um, we'll when we wrap this all up, we'll make sure when we send this podcast out that we give the links and all that kind of stuff for registration. But uh, we're excited to have your brand of of hitting and your brand of teaching come to six, four, three and invite you into our facility. We'd love to give you a little tour around as well. So you get what Man, you, what you're I working am like.
3: excited for Virginia. Cool. I'm pumped.
0: Yeah. By the way, um, you know, softball in Virginia right now, pretty darn good. Yeah. Dude, you know, good. Um, I
3: actually have a friend, um, her name is Kate short and she yes. played, well, it Kate. was Kate Gordon. Yes. Um, at school.
0: We know Kate. But she well,
3: God, she's a great girl. So we played pro together uh for Vipers yes. and then yeah. um as played ma- against her at so, JMU. So as a matter she did, of like fact, two three run bombs off
0: yes. of us. Yeah. As a <laughs> yeah. matter of fact, so we know Kate very well. As a matter of fact I coached Kate's um younger sister for, for a hot second. Um she's now at Penn State and at Penn State, right, yeah. yeah Maddie and so mm-hmm. was it uh two years ago, three years ago two years ago, three years ago, you, you were at, um, you were at the Alliance. You were at the Alliance. Yes. yes and you you and your sister were both hitting, right? There was a little sort of, you know, and then you guys did a little hitting, didn't you do a little hitting competition and you brought out some of your professional Yeah, I did
3: one against, um, against uh the winner the winner from another team the winner, it was my sister yeah the, it was
0: the winner of like the 18u home run derby or something like yes. that right yeah 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 yes. that was pretty fun nice. That was pretty cool yeah um but yeah no kate is a, a good friend she's um, been in the building a number of times we yep. should invite her to the vip session on friday well she's a new mom Oh, okay. Kate's, i know
2: Kate's a new mom.
3: she's probably like just tired but i know i told her i texted her and i said i'm gonna see her so i'm definitely gonna go see her
0: yeah but yeah good. i
3: heard softball in virginia is popping uh my friend keely rochard is actually from out there too and i'm yeah, like too.
1: also
2: we you guys know.
3: have a good ass group of girls coming out from out of there yeah, yeah Kaylee.
2: keely's been in a few times she's great we'd love yeah. to have her back yeah. yeah
0: it's it's fun and of course you know and we have you know cat Sandercock works out of us out of ours and odyssey works oh out, of, out yeah. of the facility as well i played with so. her
3: um played with both of the, all of them, um, (laughs) this past summer and then cat on USA too. Right.
0: So yeah, we, we really are really pumped to have you, uh, this coming weekend, next weekend. And, um, we're, we're excited The wisdom that you're going to impart upon all these young ladies and and the fun that they're going to have and the information that they're going to learn is just going to be off the charts. So we certainly appreciate it. It'll
3: be information overload, but in the best way possible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we're
1: so appreciative to, uh, have you here with us today and looking forward to next weekend. Were you going to say something, Jimmy?
2: No, just excited to meet you and uh, to all of you listeners out there, November 17th, November 18th, come to the uh, Heavy Hitters Clinic because it'll be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Come
3: to the party. We're going to have some fun.
2: Yeah. Do you know this song?
3: I do. Oh. <laughs> Look, I got my Sooner shirt.
0: <laughs> there you go. So did. from all of us at uh, This Week in Fast Pitch, as well as from 643, no matter where you are, what you're doing, live life like a 3-1 count. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks, Jocelyn. Take care, Jocelyn.